Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness, for everything you're about. Thank you. Thank you that we can believe. We can believe, Father. We don't, we don't pray for Avery this morning hoping. Lord, we know that you are able, and we know that you will because you are a good Father. You will touch her right now, Father. And I thank you that you've been touching. You've been right there every second because you're good and you're faithful and everything about you is good. So we give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Turn some lights on a little bit there. There you go. Good job. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, huh? Yeah. Yes. Praise the Lord. I love it. Getting brighter and brighter. I hope that's, it might be him. Amen. Well, we talked about vision last week, and I want to finish that up this morning. And um, I had a lot of scripture last week that I didn't get to because I was just um, trying to hear what the Lord was saying and follow along with him because that's a good thing. That was one of the points. And, um, but um, the, the first the first. Um, the first thing in the vision statement was creating an atmosphere. And what we just done is having an atmosphere, having a, a place of faith to where people can believe that God is able. Amen? Amen? And speaking that and releasing that into the atmosphere and creating a place to where God can do what God does. Amen? Amen. Yeah. God's still in the miracle working business. He still works in miracles. And you say, how do you know that? I've experienced it. Okay? And you've experienced it. And if you hadn't, I pray that you will. I pray if you stay in this atmosphere, if you stay in this atmosphere, you're going to experience the Father in a deeper way than you've ever experienced him, I pray. Because when you're with him, and when he is present, things happen. Read the book. And he said, I'm the same today as I was yesterday and I will be tomorrow. It didn't stop with Revelation. That's the last book in the Bible, but it didn't stop there. If you read the Acts of the Apostles, there's not an ending to Acts. Why? Because it continues on. Now we learned growing up that it all died when they died. But it's still alive and it's still working. And we want to see it. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So creating an atmosphere, having the mind of Christ, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, <clears throat> says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. I shared this a few weeks ago. When I first took over, when Brother Wayne retired, when I first took over, I spent, I spent most of the Wednesday nights before COVID, I spent a lot of the Wednesday nights talking to you, and then I played some things from Graham Cook about your mind. And Graham Cook's got a great teaching on the mind of Christ and, and having the mind of Christ and thinking like Christ thinks. Okay, We have a lot, a lot of religious stuff in us that needs to get out that has nothing to do with the Word of God that sometimes it was put in to discredit the Word of God. You say that happens in church? Yes, that happens in church. To take away the power, to take it away to where men's in charge and not God's in charge. 
Amen? Amen. Yeah. Well, that ain't going to happen around here. Because when God's not in charge, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Okay? Because I don't want to be nowhere that he's not in charge, even in my own life. I want him in charge. I want to hear him. I want to follow him. And sometimes I'm slow. I understand that. But I'd rather be slow than get ahead of him. Because when you get ahead of him, you get in a mess. And when you let the flesh get ahead of you, you get in a mess. Okay? And I don't want to get ahead of him. I want to stay hand in hand, walking hand in hand with him. Okay? Creating an atmosphere. Having the mind of Christ. Thinking like Christ thinks. Believing like Christ believes. What do you believe in this situation, God? What do you believe in this situation? What do you say about this? Well, this is what I think. Well, have you thought about what he thinks? What does he think in this situation? And so it's, 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 it's relinquishing that power. It's relinquishing that, that authority and saying, God, what do you got? What do you want to do in this situation? Not my will, but your will be done in this situation. Yeah. So creating that atmosphere. Coming in here, not with an agenda. I don't have an agenda. Coming in this house with no agenda. God, we're here today. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. That blowed the people's mind at Crowheart because they just couldn't believe that God would send somebody from Alabama all the way to Wyoming with no agenda. But I didn't have no agenda whatsoever. Well, I mean, you know, they just kept out. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. What about the money? What about the yada, yada, yada? No, I, I'm not worried about all that. God just told me to go, come out here, 18 years ago, sitting in a Bible school in Florida. And I'm just doing what he said do. I don't know how it looks. I don't know what's going on. I'm just being obedient to what he said do. Amen? Yeah. But no agenda. Many people have an agenda. And we got to do this, and we got to do this, and we got to do this, and we got to do this. Well, when I read the book of Acts, I don't see them having to do all of that. I see them going, and he said, you just go and get together and wait. They didn't have to. They didn't have to orchestrate it. They didn't have to do the five steps. They didn't have to do any of that. The second point of that first creating atmosphere is being led by the Holy Spirit. They didn't have to do any of that. All they had to do was show up. They showed up. They obeyed. They showed up. And he said, wait. And they were faithful. They didn't leave on the first time, the first day, when it just said, well, we've been here for two hours and ain't nothing happened. I guess we can go on to the house. No, they just waited. But in a little while, Nothing, nothing, no agenda, 
I used the word last week, hoopla, made some of you mad. It's okay. You got to forgive me. But I did explain my heart at the end. And if you ever have a problem, the best thing you can do is come to me. Don't go to your buddy because your buddy don't know what I'm thinking. Some of them do. Debbie Mitchell thought she could read my mind. But when she got to heaven, God told her you missed it on two or three occasions. Trying to make you laugh. But you don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what you're thinking unless we communicate and talk about because you may think I believe something different than you believe and I probably don't. But if you go talk to your buddy on Facebook, why'd he bring that up again? And that's not happened, so don't try to read nothing into it. I'm just making a point here. Okay? If, you, if I say something from this pulpit, you got an issue with it, you come to me and I'll explain every bit of it to you, probably more than you want to know. Amen. Yeah, and then you'll know my heart. You'll know where I'm coming from. Because sometimes I, I don't have four hours up here to preach and I can't explain everything I say in detail. Okay? But I want to be led, I want to have the mind of Christ and I want to be led by the Holy Spirit and I want the Holy Spirit to have freedom in this house. Amen. The scripture that 1 Thessalonians says don't quench. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. And that's one thing I don't want to do is quench the Holy Spirit. Okay? I want to be led by Him and whatever He wants to do, that's what we're going to do. Amen? Yeah. And he has freedom in this house to do whatever he wants to do. A few months ago, I opened the door. Some of you thought that was weird. Brother Wayne sent me a text. He loved it. He said, I'm with you. Leave the door open. Yeah. Why? Because the Lord has freedom in this house. This is his house. This is his dwelling house. That's why it's named the dwelling. It's where he resides. Amen. Yes. It's not Rodney's. It's not a set of deacons. It's not nobody. This is his house. And we want an atmosphere where people can come in here and be free. We want an atmosphere where, where many of us are sharing our gifts and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are being used. And we have the gifts that God's given us. We'll get that in just a minute. It ain't a pastor-only crowd. Amen goes there. Well, will the pastor pray for me? No, he probably won't. Because the, the father's going to use a little servant girl to pray for you. Well, I don't want the servant girl. I want the pastor to pray for me. Well, you're not going to get healed because the father's chosen the servant girl. And if you don't use the servant girl, you're not going to get healed. And the pastor can put his hands on you every day and it ain't going to happen. And I'm referring to the story in the Old Testament. Who was it? Naaman. Sent, he sent the servant girl out here. I don't want that praying for me. Send the priest. Send the king. Send. That's who's supposed to pray for me. I didn't come here for the servant girl. 
But God chose the servant girl. See, we get into that, we get in that religious mindset to where we miss it because the pastor, no, no. You have gifts. You have, you have things that God has equipped you with. And listen, when the body is exercising in the body, it works. We'll get that in just a minute. Experiencing him as father was number two. He's good all the time. Look at James chapter one, verse 17. He's good all the time. Every good, every, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights. With him, there is no variation of shadows of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father. You tell me something good about cancer. There's nothing good about it. That says every good gift. You tell me something good about diabetes. It's not from him. It's from a sin-cursed world that we live in. Yeah. He's good all the time. And it's so important, it's so important, I shared, I wrote this, it's so important that we are a true representation. I talk a lot about this, but it's so important that we are a true representation of him to them out there. Not a religious. He didn't hang around the religious people. He didn't hang around them. Zacchaeus, I'm going to go eat with you today. Oh, you can't do that. He did. Woman at the well, what you doing here? You ain't supposed to, I, I, I have to come in the middle of the day. Why are you here? I got water that you need to drink of. Yeah. The woman caught in adultery. Don't make Jesus right in the sand and, and when you're on the wrong side of the sandbox. Huh? It ain't good when Jesus kneels down and you got your religious mind going on and you just laying it out there. It ain't good for Jesus to get down here and start putting your name, R-O-D. And then we can one, two, three, four, five, six, kiss, kick, 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 just keep on going. It ain't good when you're on the wrong side of the sandbox. Amen? Yeah. Representing Him. I'll say it till I die. The order that He gave me when I went out west and I'm leaving in the morning and I'm going back and we'll have PBR Church at the finals this next Sunday. Pray for us. Be preaching and teaching and doing whatever and ministering and loving on those people at the PBR finals this week. But he said, Rodney, whatever you do, you represent me correctly to those people. You love them like I love them. You treat them like I treat them. A true
true representation of the Father. I got to go. Creating an atmosphere, experiencing Him as Father, and then having a kingdom mindset. First Corinthians chapter 12 talks about this. And it's the whole, the whole chapter. And um, I'm not going to read it all for time's sake. Um, I challenge you to go home and encourage you to go home and read it. But um, it's in between um, the love chapters in the middle, so you can just keep, keep on reading. But it talks about the Spirit in chapter 12, just the gifts of the Spirit and all that. It's good. And then it gets into the body, as I talked about a minute ago, and how um, that we are one body, one spirit, and um, one member. And it's important um, when you, when you, that, that everybody's important. That's the, the point I wanted to make here, that everybody's got their part, okay? Everybody's got their part. That's one of the reasons, and, and we didn't get finished because of COVID, and, um, but we're going we're gonna to start was the, um, was the, the gift, uh, gift things. We, we, we said gift test, and when we say test, all of us panicked and run because we thought it was going to be a test that we have to pass, and it's not. It's just an assessment of what God has gifted you with. And it's assessment that you can look at your, as you fill it out, you can look at your life and you go, wow, that's why I do what I do. That's why I enjoy, that's why I enjoy the, the children's ministry. Because that's what God wired me. And then for those of you who don't like children, you, you don't belong in the nursery. And it says it on there, at the bottom of the page, it says, do not go in the nursery, whatever you, no, I'm just kidding. But it tells us how we're wired and how we're, how we're, how we operate and, and what our giftings are. And when you operate in your gifting that God has equipped you with, then it's not a job. You enjoy it. But if you don't enjoy teaching, then we don't need to give you a Sunday school class. Because you don't like to study and you're not going to put it in. But Brother Howard loves to study. Brother Howard loves to teach. So he's had a Sunday school class for 95 years. <laughs> and he's done an awesome job. He's been faithful. And the men love him. And I'm beginning to. Thank you, Pam, for laughing. You're the only one. Having a kingdom mindset. Everyone's important. Find out what your gifting is, and we'll start that back up. Please don't panic and run. It's okay. You can't fail it. It's going to help you, I promise you. And then last of all, every ministry must be in place, and this is the five-fold ministry. I don't know everything I need to know about it. I'm learning about it, okay? But the Bible says that he gave some... In Ephesians, he gave some to be apostles. He gave some to be prophets. He gave some to be evangelists. He gave some to be pastors. And he gave some to be teachers. Okay? He doesn't say there, go back just a minute. He doesn't say there that he gave pastors. It doesn't. He gave 
everything the body needs in leadership. Because the body needs all of these things. We don't need just a pastor. We need all this for what? Verse, the next verse. To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. He's not interested in just a handful. I shared with you the other week, and, and I played the we we um I, I showed the, the sermon from Chris Follerton from Bethel, and it was a powerful word, and, and and toward the end, Chris began to share about you know the apostle. And I shared with you how that when I understand the apostle side of this thing, when I'm beginning to un, you know, study that and understand that that's more of the role that God's called me to. When I look at my gifting, that's more of the gifting that God's given me. Cast vision is apostles. Now, and I said this, and I'm going to say this again. I'm not calling myself an apostle. Okay? I can if I want to, Gail, but I'm just making a point. <laughs> Okay, don't walk out of here and the only thing you heard is now we got to start calling him Apostle Rodney. Yeah. Please don't do that. Okay? It's not what this is about. This is about understanding that the, that the body is equipped with everything that it needs. Okay? And when you begin to find your, what you're called to, and, and when I begin to study this, and I'm, I'm studying it hard right now, because I want to know what it's about. I want to know why God wired me the way he wired me. Because some of the things in the pastoral realm, I'm not good at. I don't do it good. <laughs> She's right. She's 100% right. Amen. I don't do it good. Why? Because that's not the way I'm wired. And you're not wired that way. Don't miss the point. If we don't have the body all together doing our part, we will not equip the saints and we will not change the world. We will not make a difference. <laughs> if we have just one mindset. No. Well, we called you. No, no. We're calling all of us to be the body of Christ. And however that looks, you may have pastoral skills. Oh, you're calling me a pastor? No, you're not a pastor. I'm saying you have some pastoral skills. You love to visit. You love to minister to people. You love to love, but you love to carry food to people. That's, that's a pastoral mindset. You know? You may be a soul winner. My daddy-in-law was a soul winner. You didn't talk to Bill Ashcraft that he didn't ask you, did you know Jesus is your personal savior? <laughs> Joyce and Carol knows it. She knew him well. He'd tell me that man, he's lost as a ball in high weeds. But he was an evangelist. Okay? Well, I don't have that gift to be an evangelist. Now I can talk to you and then we can get around and I'll get to it. But Bill Ashcraft, that was the first thing. <laughs> Do you know Jesus? It's like, mm, mm. You know? But that's what God gifted him with. And God has gifted you and God has gifted me.
And when we create an atmosphere, when we have the mind of Christ, when we represent him correctly, when we operate in our gifts, I'm telling you, God will show up in this place and things will begin to happen. And we won't have to orchestrate it. I won't have to plan it out. Won't have to do any of that. He'll just walk in that door and it'll be on like Donkey Kong. And you won't be able to explain it and I won't be able to explain it and we'll just have to walk out of here and say, just God, all I can say. But I tell you what, I'll be back for some more. And when that happens, you know it was God. And that's my heart. And that's the vision that I have as long as I'm here at whatever I am, as long as I'm here, that's the vision I have for this house. To see God have freedom in this house to do whatever He wants to do and to be led by Him. Amen? Amen. Stand together. Father, Your Word says not one's important than the other. We're all important. We all have been chosen by You and Lord, we're all important. The pastor is not important than anybody else. The evangelist is not important. The hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. No, Father, we've all been wired and formed in our mother's womb for what you intended for us to be. And Lord, I thank you for that. And Lord, we're learning. I'm learning. Lord, this is all new to me. But I have a hunger in me to know why you created me. And I want to do everything. I know I wasn't put on this earth just to be whatever. You had something special for me. And Lord, I want to, I want to know everything that you have. I want that for everyone sitting in here, for those watching by Facebook. I want them to experience what you created them for. You didn't create us just to be here and by and by and then one day end up in heaven. No. You, you created us with gifts. You chose us through salvation. You redeemed us by the blood of the Lamb. And you filled us with your power. You filled us with your Holy Spirit. And you said, go out and make a difference. And represent me correctly. Love them like I love them. Treat them like I treat them. When you come across an old Nicodemus that nobody wants to be around, go sit down and have lunch with him and tell him how much I love him and how valuable he is to the kingdom of God. When you go about your daily life, treat people like I treat them. When you deal with people out of business, treat them like I treat them. When the little waitress is doing the best she can, screws up everything about your order. When they bring a salad and it's got glass in it. Do like Jack Taylor. Don't call Ken Nugent and sue him. Give the brother a hundred dollar bill and wreck his world. I wish you could have seen that. 
They brought Jack's salad to him. He had a big old piece of glass in it. And the young man came and Jack just handed it to him. He said, I don't think I can swallow this. And the young man just went to pieces. And Jack just grabbed him and said, well, don't, don't go nowhere. Stay right here. It's okay. And he ministered to him a minute and the boy left. And when we got ready to leave, Jack called him over and Jack put a $100 bill in his hand. And the little boy looked at it and it blowed his mind. He went and he said, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Jack said, oh, yes, you can. And he went and got his manager and he brought the manager back to the table. Because he thought he had just screwed up and he had. But Jesus don't look at the glass. Jesus looked at his soul. And Jack Taylor was, an, was a true image of the Father that day. And he loved on that boy. And he made him put that $100 bill in his pocket. And I guarantee you that kid will never, never forget it the rest of his life. Auburn Heights, go out of here. Go out of here, and I'm not telling you to give out $100 bills, but I'm telling you, go out of here and make a difference. Go out of here and represent the Father. You're a testimony to this house. And when you go into business and show your rear end, you're showing our rear end. You're showing the Father's rear end. Stop it. Love like Jesus loved. Well, they done me wrong. They done him wrong. They crucified him. They spit on him. And he opened not his mouth. I know it's not easy. Believe me, get in the car with me and ride with me to eat. I'm not talking about I got it all together. And you don't either. But I'm saying have a mind of Christ. Let it be in your mind that I'm going to love people. I'm going to love people and I'm going to make a difference. And I'm going to treat people the way Jesus does. And when they screw up, I'm going to forgive them. Yeah. Oh, it'll make a difference in our world. I listened to Dr. David Jeremiah the other day preach on council culture. Wow, what a message. There's only one council culture. And that's Jesus. And he counseled all of our sin. Hallelujah. And go out of here and counsel somebody else's sin when they do you wrong. It'll be all right. You might get to liking it, forgive it. It may just become something you just, ooh, that's just good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what God's doing, but I'm telling you what. I know he wants us to represent him correctly out there. I'm going to shut up. I could preach all day. Father, quench our spirit in us. Waken our spirit in us that what we do outside of these four walls is so important. And let us love like you love. Lord, as I go to Las Vegas this week, sin city to the hill. Lord, as I walk those streets, and as I walk around, let them see Jesus. Not a critical spirit, but a spirit that just says, I love you where you are. And I pray for opportunity. Pray that you give Leanne and I just opportunity 
And the others who will be ministering, you just give us opportunity to love on people, to make a difference this week. Thank you for the great opportunity I have. God, I thank you for that. Thank you for the call. We love you in Jesus' name.